Hello, and welcome back to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today because we have a very important topic to discuss that I really hope will bring you a lot of peace and confidence in your journey. So just to preface this, this is going to be helpful for you, even if you're not pursuing fat loss. This information is really important to understand just about how your body works. Now, if the topic of fat loss is something that is not interesting to you, it's not something that listening at this point in your journey, maybe you're really focusing on your relationship with food is not going to be helpful. Cool. Just come back to this one at a later time. And this reminds me, I now have a quiz out that will help you determine what resource I have is right for you. So whether you need to work on your relationship with food, if you're ready for SLA, Sustainably Lean Academy, a more advanced strategy for pursuing fat loss, if you need to focus on your habits, etc., the quiz will help you determine what the right next step is for you. And if you do find, and that will be linked below the quiz, if you do find that you are ready for fat loss, a more advanced approach, then Doors to SLA will be opening on January 2nd. I'll be running it as a group program the first time in a long time, and it will be four months long. I really want to give enough time so that I can work with all of you in a capacity where we're seeing results and then hopefully transitioning into some maintenance, and I'll be by your side for that whole entire time. So now, without further ado, let's get into how you've been working against your metabolism and what to do instead. So the typical journey that I see is you go on your first diet that's usually based on a lot of restriction, right? So removing every single carb from your diet, or you're only eating cabbage soup or whatever those stupid diets are that we've all done. Complex rules, maybe you're only allowed to eat things that have one ingredient in them and you're never allowed to touch a processed food. And these things, these diets, these protocols don't tell you that any fat loss results you experience are the result of a calorie deficit. It's just they've indirectly taken you to that point. As I mentioned, things like low carb, detox shakes, low fats, keto, fasting. And I know that some of these things work really well for some people in terms of a more long-term sustainable approach. That's totally fine. And that's not what I'm referring to here. I'm referring to using these as a means to drop weight quickly, not really understanding why it is working for you. All of these work when it comes to weight loss because you're in a calorie deficit. That is the underpinning mechanism that is leading to fat loss. And it's also why oftentimes people who don't understand that that is the underlying mechanism, they might end up gaining weight. And that happened to me way back when. So in my late teens, early 20s, when I was doing low carb, I didn't know it was about calories. I was told that it was carbs. It was due to the insulin obesity hypothesis was the, the cornerstone that most people were talking about at that point in time. So you can't gain weight unless you're eating a lot of carbs. And I gained weight, right? So that's, I don't want to go too much on a tangent with that. But once we have that core understanding that it comes down to calories, which is just a unit of energy, then what often happens is you lose weight super quickly, right? And you feel like, oh my God, this shit is so easy. I remember thinking that. After my first low-carb diet in high school, I lost weight so quickly. And I vividly remember speaking to another gentleman who was a family friend, how he was losing weight too. And 
asking what my approach was, da da da. And I said, you know, I'm not worried about it because it's so easy. Like anytime I want to do it, I can just, you know, in a couple of weeks, no problem. Boy, boy, was I misinformed, right? So then what happens? You lose weight quickly and then you typically crash and burn. When you're trying to live off of poverty calories or super strict lists of what you can and cannot eat, you feel like crap, which is a very normal response. You potentially start to obsess about food, then you gain it all back, and then you weigh more than when you started. Okay, not what we're going for here. And then you try the same approach again, okay, because you think, well, I lost it so quickly that first time, so I'm just going to do that again, and then I'll figure out the rest, the after part later, which is backwards. We want to have an exit plan always. And then your body isn't as responsive as the first time. Hey, it knows what's coming. And then so you go harder. You eat less. You restrict more. You add cardio. You feel like you're going insane because you're doing all these things. And then you feel worse and gain more weight with each weight loss attempt. Right? So this is the cycle. And this is why people end up heavier year over year despite trying to lose weight and dieting because their approach is broken. So how does the metabolism work? It is regulated by your nervous system in large part, and it's perceiving and responding to stress. So there's emotional stress, chronic undereating, lack of recovery, negative thought patterns and beliefs. If you have just a negative tape playing in your mind at all times and you're buying into those, we don't have control necessarily of what pops into our head. For the most part, we don't. But we do have control over which thoughts that we are feeding with our attention. Okay, so if you're getting caught up in those thoughts, all work and no play, again, lack of recovery, loneliness, that's a big stressor as well. And I want you to consider it a pendulum, okay, because we do need stress. That's how we adapt. But we need a little bit of stress, then we adapt. Then we get a little bit more stress, and then we adapt. This is how we get stronger in nearly every facet of being a human being over time. So you want to push your metabolism enough to elicit a response or fat loss, but not so far that it crashes in the other direction. And this is similar to exercise, right? If you're familiar with building muscle or even building endurance, you want to provide the system with enough stress to cause an adaptation, but not so much to cause breakdown. And this also applies to any type of emotional or mental trauma as well. Mental, emotional stress, that's how we are able to then eventually adapt to more and more things and be able to handle life, what it throws at us. But when we go through an experience that is too overwhelming for our mind to handle, then our, our brain kind of breaks, right? That's what leads to trauma. So our bodies and our brains, nervous system, however you want to think of it, they're all very connected, is if you push it too far, then it's going to break. But if you push it just enough to where you're saying, okay, I want you to respond. I want to get this response that I'm looking for. And I'm going to do it for an intelligent amount of time. And to a level of intensity that you can actually recover from, then that's when we see great results. Doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable all the time. Expect there to be discomfort. And if you can think of this socially, right? If you're, let's say you're nervous to go to a party or to get up and make a speech. The first time you go, you're going to feel nervous, right? It's, it's something that your body might be unfamiliar with. Some people have this naturally, some people don't. 
But let's say it's something that you, whatever you're nervous about, you can pick. But let's just talk about going to a party for now. First time you go, your nervous system is like, okay, this is danger. We don't feel safe here. And then you go, you survive, maybe even have a good time. And then your nervous system realizes, oh, okay, we can recover from this and adapt. That wasn't so scary that I feel like I'm going to be chased by something and die. So you go again. And then eventually it's something you don't even think about. You've provided enough stress for your system to recover. And now you have a new level of strength. That's what we're looking for. Okay, so doing the most, and there are some nuances here, doing the most sounds sexy when you're pursuing fat loss, right? Because the body has no choice but to comply in the short term. So you're seeing things happen super quickly. Oh my gosh, this feels great. You're on a high. But eventually, your system becomes overwhelmed by the load and then responds with protection, which is beautiful. Thankfully, it does that, right? We would not have survived as a species up to this point if these systems were not in place. So it's not a matter of sitting there and resenting the fact that they exist. It's thanking them and understanding them and working with them. Now, to be clear, in research, those who lose weight quickly actually sustain their results just as well as those who lose weight slowly. The difference here that I have seen with my clients and myself and with many, many women, because so many women in today's modern world are just stressed to the nines, is it's a matter of stress. So consider if you are going to take a more aggressive approach, then your stress needs to be moderated very, very well. You're going to have more wiggle room. So just think of an overall stress bucket and that will give you more flexibility. So what are you doing wrong then when it comes to your approach with your metabolism? You're not starting with a low stress and an enjoyable foundation first. If you come in out of the gate already stressed about food, you have a poor relationship with food and your life is crazy. You have so many other responsibilities. Let's say you're having a ton of relationship stress. Um, a family member is ill. You're overcoming an injury, work stress. Maybe you're a new mother, whatever it looks like, or a mother of young children. These things in isolation, yes, you may be completely fine. But if you're having several of these things at one time, that might, not for everybody, that might be too much. Dieting at the wrong time. So wrong time of year, wrong season, where you're just adding another thing on your plate that's going to stress your system. You're doing too much. So this will vary from person to person depending on their lifestyle, their nervous system health, priorities, their dieting history, making the process miserable. This does matter. This does matter. If you are waking up every day just dreading whatever you have planned for your fat loss strategy, that is not what we want. That and it's in and of itself can be inherently stressful. Focusing too much on short-term wins over long-term maintenance and health. You're just there for, okay, I want to see the scale go down as quickly as possible. Not taking into consideration how this is going to impact you long-term. Not following your biofeedback. Very, very important. Your body is speaking to you. It's very wise to listen. And not having an exit plan to get back to maintenance after your deficit. So what should you do instead? If you might be thinking, okay, I've done all these things wrong. 
or even just one or a couple of them, what should we focus on instead? So what I want you to do is to assess your current stress load and create a healthy lifestyle first. So this includes a healthy relationship with food and this impacts your stress load. If you're having constant negative thoughts and stressful thoughts around food, that is going into your stress bucket. Okay, and healthy lifestyle habits first. If you don't have any type of stress management or proper sleep hygiene or you're not moving your body, these things are going to be stressful on your system. So assess your current stress load and focus on those key tenants first. Just focus on getting healthy first. Then you want to find the right time to go into a deficit. So a low stress time is ideal. Then we can focus on the minimum effective dose. So not too little, not too much, just enough stress. And the reason that I focus on this approach rather than an aggressive approach with my clients is I'm primarily working with women who had a negative history with their relationship with food at some point and or the stress on their system has is something that they're teetering the edge on, right? They lead more higher stress lifestyles or they have a negative relationship with food that they have overcome in the past and they want to get results with as few changes as possible in order to keep these things in alignment. So the amount that is just enough stress is going to totally depend on the individual's context and their stress capacity. You might even find that you start a deficit and you realize, okay, I thought this was the right time, but my biofeedback is indicating to me that now is not the right time. Cool. That's totally fine. That's more than fine. That's actually very wise. You have data. You've taken it in consideration. And then you just press pause and you can revisit it at another time. I promise that is a much, 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 much smarter approach than trying to push through it. You can also make the process as enjoyable as possible while still seeing results. Okay, this is important when it comes to your mental stress. For those who have a relationship with food his- history that is not the best, that is stressful, I want you to know that you can still see results while enjoying yourself, okay? And focus on long-term maintenance over the quick highs from drastic results. You can start more aggressively in the beginning, meaning if you want to see things move because that does entice more consistency and motivation, oftentimes. It appeals to that part of us so you can start a little bit more aggressively and then dial it back a little bit once things start to move. But always keep your eye on the long term. If you have a niggling that what you're doing now is going to backfire for you long term, stop, pause, and reassess. It's not going to be worth going through this whole thing again only to set you back three steps. Patience is going to be your best, best, best friend. Honor your biofeedback. So some discomfort, totally normal. Extremes are not normal, okay? So your sleep, your energy levels, your cravings, your appetites, mood, all these things are giving you clues. Should you expect to feel 100% all the time? I don't want to put in your head that you will feel poorly, but understanding that some things might not feel super great 
okay, that's fine. Oftentimes that is the case. Oftentimes with my clients, they don't experience any negative biofeedback. But if you go in with the expectation that, okay, it could go either way, that will allow you to be a lot more flexible. Some discomfort is normal. Extreme discomfort with those is not. And this is why I don't work with anyone who's trying to become super shredded or lean or physique competitors because your biofeedback is definitely more likely to suffer when you're getting to that level of leanness. And that is not my wheelhouse, nor something that quite frankly, I'm interested in. So once you reach your goal, or your biofeedback indicates that it's time for you to exit, then you want to get back into maintenance ASAP. And one of the things that has been so beautiful with my SLA clients is their revelation of how easy it has been for them to transition into maintenance. Because the approach during their fat loss phase has been so moderate, it doesn't take much at all to get back into maintenance. And they don't feel that overwhelming sense of, oh God, I've been so restrictive and miserable this whole time. And now I finally get some relief. They've been enjoying themselves, yes, with some discipline and focus, but they've been enjoying themselves. They don't feel this need to rebel. And their fat loss approach is so close to their maintenance approach with some minor tweaks that the transition is very smooth. So this is very important is you need to have an exit plan for when you reach your goal. And I teach all of this inside of SLA because as someone who's dealt with the implications of stress overload a lot, I know intimately how this works and how painfully frustrating it is when it's not taken into consideration. And I think it's really, really under-discussed, primarily because there aren't that many people out there who dealt with this kind of thing. When it comes to, I see oftentimes men, this is just my hypothesis, I don't have any research to back it up, it seems that their nervous systems can tolerate certain levels of stress and amounts of stress differently than women. Do I know that to be true? I do not. That is just what I am observing. And I, I work with women. That is exclusively who I work with. And I see this time and time again. And if you are gaslighting yourself and saying, no, I just need to push more, push more, push more, when that is causing things to get worse, trust yourself. Stop paying attention to people who, A, who have never experienced that, or B, don't believe it's something that's important. Trust yourself. I know how frustrating it is when this is not taken into consideration. And it's so important for most modern women who are under a lot of stress. Okay, so my hope for you in listening to this is that you've really been able to understand and really take to heart how important it is to factor in your stress levels and the impact that that is going to have on your metabolism. And finding that balance of A, when it's the right time and how much and how long you should be pushing yourself. Once you start to put all these puzzle pieces together with your mindset, your metabolism, you integrate those with a strategy, then your whole world opens up and you're not stressed because you know, even if it's not right now, it's going to work eventually. I had one client tell me that one of the best parts is of this approach is she had to cut her deficit short, but she was so not stressed about it because she knew exactly where to pick pick things up again once life calmed down. Something happened unexpectedly in her life. 
She put the deficit on the back burner, jumped right back in, started seeing results again. No big deal. And she maintained everything in between those fat loss phases. So it really can be so much less stressful, which is another benefit on top of an already stressful lifestyle. This doesn't need to be another thing that is added to your stress bucket, right? So as a reminder, SLA is opening on January 22nd, and I'm so excited to be working with women really closely for four months. The DIY course, so without support, will also be available if that's something that works for you better financially or just wherever you're at in your journey, your personality type, what have you. So go ahead and check out the wait list to be notified and get the best price on SLA. And I have my free ebook as well, How to Get Leaner Without Losing Your Mind below. And don't forget to check out that free quiz because if now is not the right time for you to pursue fat loss, it's really important for you to know. And you can start working on other elements of your mindset and your habits when it comes to food, health, fitness, etc. All right. Love to you all. I hope this is helpful. Pop on over to Instagram and let me know what stood out to you. And I will have more coming next week.